to Capitol Hill, US President Joe Biden has just delivered his second State of the Union address and he set the tone for the first period of divided government since taking office. The people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting, power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. But Republicans have consistently rejected his call for cooperation amid a cost of living crisis. The economy remains the sticking point. But Biden has much bigger tasks ahead than convincing Republicans, convincing the American people. Daniel Lipman is a White House and Washington reporter for Politico. He joins me now. Daniel, the president made a bid for bipartisanship, really a key theme of this speech, a speech that it sometimes wandered off into areas more or less that sounded like complaints about modern life, you know, things like airports and hotel fees. Uh, Can we expect Democrats and Republicans to work together in the wake of this address? Well, it's the incentives on Capitol Hill for Republicans and Democrats to work together are never very high these days because uh, the districts have been so redistricted where they are very blue or very red. And so your biggest challenge as a Republican or a Democrat is from your base and and keeping your base happy. And so uh, the incentive structure is just not there for Republicans and Democrats to work together that much. But we see on some key issues like the support for semiconductor chips last year, that was a bipartisan issue, Uh, capping insulin prices, That was a bipartisan issue. And so on smaller efforts like those, uh, Republicans and Democrats can hold hands and uh, leap into the pool together to get stuff done. But on the bigger issues, uh, there are major divides in those parties. I was interested to hear Biden get applause from Republicans on things like safety net programs, uh, tackling the opioid crisis and taking on big tech as well. I mean, Biden played up his job growth record. He says he's created more jobs in two years than any president has in four. Is that a totally accurate picture in your view? Well, the uh, amount of income has gone down, especially in terms of the pricing power. And so uh, that's what the talking point Republicans are pushing. And so just because you have a job doesn't mean that job is... Uh, you know, affordable in terms of the very costly uh, prices of modern life. And so I think, you know, Republicans are going to pick apart the speech and say, hey, there were some things that were exaggerated. But this was a political address, even if Biden isn't running for re-election just yet. And so, uh, of course, he is going to tout uh, these huge job gains last week. It was announced that 500,000 jobs were created uh, in January. And so that's those are really big numbers. Uh, and it shows that maybe the Federal Reserve can't achieve that much desired soft landing for the economy in terms of uh, making sure that the economy doesn't sink into recession um, as they raise those uh, interest rates. And so I think Biden is looking at uh, the economy as, hey, if we can convince Americans that their lives are getting better uh, and that politicians uh, on the Democratic side, especially himself, care about them and improving their lives, then they will reward me with a second term. In terms of fresh pledges, the president also announced a new policy. Uh, Tell me about this federal infrastructure pledge. It also comes with something of an older theme, that of protectionism. Yeah, so his uh, pledge that he made at the speech tonight uh, was saying that hey, if we're you know when we're building 
infrastructure projects in America. We have we should use American products, uh, American lumber, American concrete, not anything from uh, overseas. And so, this is more symbolic than actual uh, real policy change. Since if you're building a bridge in Kansas, you're probably not getting a ton of steel from China or Europe. And so, uh, but I think on the edges, this is a Good thing for America that this helps keep dollars in the country, um, and you know just like we saw with the trade figures, America is having bonkers amounts of you know tons of trade with China and with the rest of the world, where our trade deficit has increased uh, in recent months. And so it's not like we're closing our sh- our shores to foreign goods and services. It's just uh, you know on specific projects, it's sometimes helpful to uh, set a tone of using products uh, that are built right in here in America. If you've just tuned in, US President Joe Biden has concluded his State of the Union address uh, this afternoon, local time here. Uh, Daniel Lipman is talking about uh, what some of the key messages from that address were on RN Drive. One of them, Daniel, was police reform. That seems to be certainly on Biden's agenda. That includes ending tactics like chokeholds and no-knock warrants. Uh, can we expect reforms, serious reforms, I mean, in the wake of the killing of Tyree Nichols? Well, it was interesting to see uh, the Republican Speaker Kevin McCarthy stand and applaud uh, when Biden said, hey, we should hold police accountable. And so this is a bipartisan issue. And, uh, you know, the George Floyd protests were only a couple of years ago. Uh, and so there's still a lot of momentum in America to reform the police. And everyone acknowledges that the vast majority of cops are heroes and they're trying to protect Americans. But you see in many cases, you know, in case after case, every month or so, there's these killings that um, lead to the, you know, to get into the news of mostly unarmed black people uh, getting killed by cops. And so that's a serious issue for Americans and for Congress to address. And so, um, you know, the prospects of police reform are still dim they're not that great but um the more killings you know leads to these being you know this this issue being talked about in the state of union you had the parents of Tyrell Nichols uh in the audience and so they you know they the mother was saying hey you know if something good can come out of the death uh her son's death then that you know that is a a, a victory Biden also said COVID no longer controls our lives, but healthcare really is traditionally a big policy area for the Democrats. Uh, he made some firm statements uh, about that. W- what are the president's key health priorities right now? Well, it's you know he is ending the public health emergency that uh, has been declared for the last several years um, about the coronavirus. Um, I think it's kind of reminding Americans about the Obamacare exchanges and making sure that the number of uninsured Americans continues to decrease. It's at pretty low numbers compared to before the Affordable Care Act. Uh, and Republicans are not trying to repeal Obamacare anymore. Um, it's also uh, focusing on the price of prescription drugs and should I have um, the government negotiate as much as possible to ensure that the U.S. doesn't pay these sky-high prices compared to other countries. 
Um, and it's, it's, you know, they, they, they just capped the price of insulin, which is a, a big victory for uh, Democrats uh, who, who led on that initiative. Um, and so it's making sure that Americans don't go bankrupt when they face a health emergency. When it comes to global events mentioned in the State of the Union address, Ukraine got a small mention in the speech. I believe the Ukrainian ambassador to the US was in the audience. Uh, But the president focused on the West's coalition rather than anything politically divisive like extra aid or, or fighter jets. What's behind that move, given his leadership here? Well, I think Americans are pretty... They're not tired of the conflict, but no one wants this conflict to last forever. Uh, and so I think Americans are you know, admiring how great the Ukrainians have fought, uh, but they want to ensure that this aid is not wasted uh, and that there, you know, there's always been corruption in Ukraine. And so I think Americans are disgusted by what Putin is doing, but they want to you know, keep the fight on. But um, making sure that we don't end on end up in a you know World War Three, and, and so Biden is joined by most Republicans in supporting the Ukrainian people, uh, but we, you know we have to see what the end game is, uh, and ensuring that the Ukrainians have enough uh, weapons to uh, fight back against the Russians, continue to fight back, uh, but not at the risk of a a global conflict. Speaking of end games, I mean, when it comes to where today's State of the Union address uh, will sit in terms of putting a finger on the scale either way for Biden's popularity, we know his approval rating has been basically underwater lately. The majority of Americans remain unconvinced by his record. Do you think this speech will cut through? And, And if so, Will that lead to an announcement about his second presidential bid in the coming weeks and months? So the majority of Americans don't even watch this, these types of speeches, and so their impact is less than it used to be when more Americans would tune in, just like every uh, major event like the Oscars, the viewership numbers sometimes decline every year. Uh, but they will see the clips uh, on social media. They'll see it on uh, TV and, and in other formats in the newspaper. And so that does uh, cut through. But I think a lot of Republicans are not necessarily going to start to approve of Biden's track record. So it's really about those moderate independent voters, those swing voters. But Biden, if you look at the poll numbers, most most Democrats don't even want him to run again, and, and so they, you know, he faces some skepticism about, hey, why aren't there some fresh faces uh, in terms of the Democratic Party running in for president? And, and so, you know, they see him as, hey, he's done a great job, but um, is there any uh, new blood that can, you know, we can count on to run again in twenty twenty four or run? for the first time in 2024. And that the answer right now is no, because Biden wants to uh, try again for a second term. It was a fantastic piece of political theatre today. As you said, perhaps not the same viewership of the Grammys, but just as much entertainment. Politico reporter Daniel Lippman, thank you so much for your analysis this afternoon. Thank you. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.